Good morning, Frisco, Texas. <laughs> Welcome to the Vigak cast. <laughs> this is the V. Wait, the I keep VGOCC recap. Recap cast. Okay. We still need a better name, but we do. Uh, we're working on it. <laughs> we should uh, we should take in suggestions and comments on uh, on titles. I was thinking. I was thinking we should like we should even like hold a contest. Hmm. Who brings up the best? I will, I will drop fifty to the person who comes up with the best, <laughs> to, with the best uh, new name for our club and for the podcast itself. Okay. Yeah. So, do we have anything that happened last week? I know it didn't happen last week. Oh, uh, what didn't happen last the, week? The beer club did not happen last uh, week. Was that because of the rain? No, uh, a bunch of members had, including the organizer that we have for that. That particular group uh, all had family issues that oh, po- popped yeah, up. That sucks. So, I mean, some I of them were Everything's good. all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, for most of them, it was. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully, I think we're going to have it this week, but don't quote me on that. I'm saying, I'm trying to convince everybody to, like, lock down a particular Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, we know the Game Dev Drink Up is every second Tuesday, uh, no, every second Thursday, and, like, we should do, I don't know, every third or fourth Tuesday. I okay. think that would be cool. Uh, there wasn't actually many events that happened last week. The only thing that really went down was Storm, who also showed up at the Friday meeting. Um, he has his show and play that he does every week, uh, every Friday. So that was going on. Uh, Where do they do that again? Is that the, that's the Node? At, yeah, that's at Node. Node, um, yeah. And you can find his stuff on meetup.com. If you're looking at showing off, which one of our members said they were going to take theirs to show, take their game to show off. Uh, if you're looking at showing off, be sure to drop a mention in his meetup group on whatever day you're going. He might ask you to send it to him in advance so you can make sure that it is at least appropriate or, as he said, good enough. <laughs> so okay. definitely check that out. D Stop this week does have stuff going on. They are having their show and play on the twenty eighth. So that's what Thursday, Wednesday. The twenty eighth is Wednesday. Okay, so twenty eighth <laughs> is Wednesday, and we did mention last time that we would talk a little bit about their their Patreon. So they run off of donations. And they started a, a Patreon page, and you can find that on, of course, patreon.com, Dallas Society of Play. They have two tiers. They have the dollar tier or more and then the $5 tier or more, and they'll give you a special role on their Discord. And if you pay $5, you'll get a special role and a T-shirt upon sign-up, not like what, every What is a one. special role? Uh, roll. Oh, special roll. R- roll. Oh, like I'm a title sorry. In Discord. L- yeah, yeah. They'll okay. give you a special, special thing going on. So, <clears throat> check it out. That's how they're paying for Node before uh, improving where they were, bef- uh, where they were previously. They gave pizza and stuff like that, but now they're having to provide it. So, mm-hmm. you know, they need a little bit of help with that. So, definitely check it out if you're looking for, for, for a good cause to donate to support your local community. What else? Do you know anything else going on? Um, let's see. <clears throat> I know uh, next Thursday we have the drink up for March. Uh, that'll be exciting. Oh, yes, <laughs> because that is the second Thursday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, uh, February being a short month. I always forget. 
Right. Uh, a bunch of short guys did mention something was coming happening. Oh, there is another thing happening. Dallas Society of Play also has their summer, m- April, spring mingle, something like that. <laughs> summer, April, spring mingle. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good title. I like that. <laughs> spring, spring mingle. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing it up. Forgive okay. me. I'm slow. <laughs> I meant to have all the stuff. Okay, so we'll go with a bunch of short guys. They have the DFWC 4D March, it's, and it's on March 1st, and it looks like they're just going to have a bunch of speakers show up to the event. Oh, um, that's Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be at, apparently, the Fox and Hound? Yeah, the Fox and Hound in Dallas. Uh, so give that a check. I know I dropped it off in the Facebook group, our Facebook group, the VO, VGOCC Facebook group. And then if I can just get... The, it'd help if I knew how to spell really well. <laughs> um, by the way, we have a on the Facebook group alone, we have a hundred and ninety-five members. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Why don't we ever have like a giant coffee club meetup? Uh, one hundred and ninety people in this coffee shop. <laughs> I actually think most of them are actually out of state right now. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't technically belong to people away. I can't find it. Well, I think we've got a lot of crossover with people from uh, from DSOP and from IGDA and from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a bunch of short guys and other groups around the area. Oh, there it is. Quarterly Mingle is what it's called. Quarterly Mingle. Quarterly oh, okay. Mingle. It's going to be at Noble Ray Brewing. Oh, that place is awesome. I've never been. It's a local brewing company in uh, the design district. Okay. Okay. And it is on March 4th, so Sunday at 12 p.m. So those are all the events we have this this week and the coming weeks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well then let's... Uh, you know, I think we skipped introductions, actually. Did we? We did, we did. We, j- we skipped it because you guys should know. No. Uh, so. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're kind of regulars at this point. So. Yeah, well, not everybody's here, so I think we just kind of went right into yeah. it. <laughs> so uh, I'm Rebecca Easton. I'm one of the organizers for the VGOCC. Club. We, need a, better, we, need, a better we name, need a better name. <laughs> if you have a better name, drop it in the Facebook group, or you can even join our Discord, because we do have one of those, and we always forget to mention it. Mm-hmm. Who are you? <clears throat> and my name is Michael Sewell. Uh, I'm an animator here at Gearbox Software. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say here, but that's because we're in the Nerdvana coffee shop, which is in the same building as Gearbox. Mm-hmm. And also, thank you to at Nerdvana Coffee for letting us use their podcast booth for free. Yeah. Thank you so much. If you're looking for a place to do your own podcast, definitely stop in here. They have some slots that are still available, uh, and the mics can be tricky, so have fun with that. (laughs) Uh, So we did cover a couple of different topics. I ran both of the clubs mostly um, because everybody else was around doing things, having a life, and I decided I didn't want one. So one of the things that I deal with a lot is cryptocurrency. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cryptocurrency, blockchain, all of that is a big part of the business that my company is uh, is into. So when I'm looking for topics or to that my writers can write, mm-hmm. I end up coming across a lot of interesting things. So cryptocurrency itself has had a huge boom. Uh, it got really popular. I say really popular. Yeah, like towards the end of last year. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it just kind of exploded. Bitcoin itself hit almost 20,000? Yeah, 20,000? We yeah, so it, it hit a lot. <laughs> it hit a lot. Uh, everybody's making a token. Mm-hmm. It seems like. My favorite Almost. is Dogecoin. 
Dogecoin? Yeah, Doge. Is it Doge? It's or Doge. Doge. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's Dogecoin. And that there's some interesting stuff. I don't want to get too much into it because I couldn't apparently now go as far as most of the guys that I work with. But jumping onto the bandwagon of making tokens is Atari. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Atari. Atari has come out and said that they are making their own cryptocurrency. It's more like game. And I think there's going to be an interesting debate that comes out soon where what constitute as in-game currency and what constitute as cryptocurrency at that point Mm -hmm. for just games in in general. I know there's a bunch of tokens out there that are specifically made to help fund game development. I'll have to find some of them, but there are a couple of them. Yeah, I don't know how that works exactly. I mean, I I understand how uh, blockchain works and how variances of coins can work, Mm -hmm. but how do they make a coin that is specifically game-related or tethered to game-related things. It's, I think a lot of it is just used for funding. I'm still learning mm. most, but there's a lot of people that are using ICOs or initial coin offerings to fund a lot of different projects. And Atari's kind of going that route. They did mention that they're releasing the Atari token. Uh, and upon re- upon mentioning that, their stocks did go up. But the thing that really caught my attention is where they're actually starting it at. They're doing it in uh, Gibraltar. Gibraltar has come out and said that they're going to be the first country to regulate cryptocurrency. So it's kind of a big deal <laughs> in, a, in a few ways. Yeah, how exactly do they plan on regulating That's crypto? a good question. That's a good question. South mm. Korea has come out and said that they're going to be regulating yeah, there was a period well. of time where South Korea made some government statements, and it, uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't know, I think stocks went down kind of heavily <laughs> when, they, when they said that. Yeah, back, it, so. got, it got a real messy. But the other <clears throat> the other thing, going back to, to this conversation, because we'll, we'll get way out there if we continue, but yeah, yeah. they're going to be doing the Pong token. Pong token? Pong token. It's going to be done for casino games is what it sounds like. Oh. Yeah. Huh second dedicated to crypto casinos and usable on these gaming sites. There's some really bad joke about pachinko tokens and pong tokens. Mm. Anyway. <clears throat> mm. So that that was one one topic that kind of made it out there. Another one is uh, game companies using it to reward players for playing, uh, incentive for playing. So there's two companies, two games that are coming out. Uh, one is called the Count uh, Monte Crypto. The Count of Monte Crypto? No, just Monte Crypto. <laughs> but I was thinking Count of Monte Crypto. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so just Count Monte Crypto. Monte Crypto, the Bitcoin okay. Enigma. And the way that this is going, it, you have 24 puzzles that you have to complete. That's what it, uh, 24 puzzles that you have to complete. If you make it to the end, make it to the end, you get an address to a Bitcoin wallet. It has one Bitcoin. Hmm. It's single player, and you get one Bitcoin is at the it, end of it. Does everybody get that Bitcoin? No, just one person. The first person to the get it. The first there. person. Okay. So it might right. be... Stakes yeah. are high. So it says that it's single player, but you can ask for help and leave clues in there. So you can either help your fellow man hmm. or, you know, send them astray. Yeah, there's been a few games like that. Uh, what was... I remember watching it on, like, X-Play years ago mm. uh, on, on G4 or one of those. But there was a, a game that was like a... <clears throat> million dollar contest and first person to play to buy the game and play through it and get to this one secret objective mm-hmm. thing would get a million dollars there was a there was also a mobile game uh that that people were doing where they were working with each other 
And that one, that mobile game, I can't even remember what it's called because it was so long ago. But that mobile game, it has had the same has the same sort of thing as this one. Whoa, what happened? Um, has the same sort of thing as this one where the creator is mysterious and says he won't reveal himself until somebody cracks hmm. the codes. Okay. Uh, I figured out what game I was talking about. It was Advent mm. Rising years and years ago. Ended up, uh, I, I don't know. Last I heard, it was not the best game, but <laughs> but I remember the whole contest around it. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, jumping onto the hype of Monte Crypto is a game, augmented reality company, Crypto Hunt, announces hmm. token sale to fun platform. And just just like disclaimer, this uh, I go to CCN dot com to get a lot of my crypto news uh ccn.com and crypto coindesk and crypto telegraphy um ccn this is a sponsored post so it's we're not sponsoring it it was a sponsored post on ccn okay so of course it's going to be talking good about it whether it is that's up to you to decide but the founders have said that they are funding their game using cryptocurrency and also, they're doing that to incentivize play. They have so far uh, raised a hundred thousand coins, hmm. just in coins, and then seven hundred. What, what coins? It doesn't really say. Because that could I be imagine. pennies, for all I know. It like. could be <laughs> Bitcoin, for as far as I'm concerned. Um, <clears throat> or it's oh no, I'm sorry, maybe uh, TGE funds, hmm. uh, and then they raised seven fifty seven fifty thousand um, in finite like actual money okay. for their buyback program. Um, they come out and said that besides that, um, besides, besides the sponsorship, so they do want to get sponsors to help them fund this program to give back to the players, uh, Crypto Hunt is also dedicating 80% of all earnings back to players, with the company only keeping 20% of any fo- profits. 55% funds allotted will go towards game, web, blockchain development, 20% towards long-term development 15% towards market and campaigns and five for legal fees to make sure they're staying legal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how far this is evolving. Mm. <clears throat> I've heard about a a couple of games or, or people who are interested in in making games around blockchain or using blockchain and I'm mm-hmm. interested to see how that would work. I I mean there's a debate going on at my work that says that game companies should have been among the first. Game companies and software companies should have been among the first adapters. Mm-hmm. But we are seeing some people come out and, you know, I hear all the time, it's just a fad, it's a bubble, it'll pop eventually. Everything yeah, yeah. will just, uh, the hype will fall eventually. I think there will be a point where things level out, not necessarily pop. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Okay, so one of the things we talk about a lot is game development price, like how much it costs to make yeah, games. Yeah. Uh, there is this, there's this understanding, or not so much an understanding, there's this, <laughs> there's an understanding within the group that sometimes developers don't understand the cost of making a game. Developers uh, or consumers? Both. Okay. Developers and consumers. A lot of times it's indie developers that sometimes oh, don't yeah, understand, yeah. right? So they'll be like, I need somebody for a passion project of mine, or um, 
I'm going to make this game for this amount, and I'm going to hire these people to help me. And it's not like they actually understand how much is going to go into hiring mm -hmm. a program or an artist. Right, right. So, and then also the software that they need and mm -hmm. the hardware that they need. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the office space and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times uh, we find developers will sometimes overscope themselves out of their own money. And in this case, we also were talking about Kickstarter and how some people use it to uh, market. Uh, to, to generate, like, mindshare or, yeah. or uh, get an idea of how much consumer interest there is in a product. Mm -hmm. yeah. So System Shock was going to be rebooted. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a group that was going to – this was placed, posted on the Facebook group. Uh, System Shock was going to. And uh, what they had done was they had raised uh, $1.3 million. $1.3 million. Yeah, I remember that Kickstarter. It was pretty big. Through their Kickstarter. And now they've come out and said that they ran out of most of that money. That does not surprise me at all. Yeah. They were hoping that they could get some publishers to jump on board and help them finish it out, but they weren't successful in that. And the well, some of the lines that actually stood out from, from this article is uh, this one in particular. A shiny, new, a shiny new thing comes along and gets added to the project. And our developers wanted to add their own ideas. The vision expanded. Feature creep, basically. Feature creep, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That, is, that is death to any game project if you're on a tight budget, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, they were going on hiatus, right? They, they didn't say that they were, halt, or right. they were just temporarily pausing development yeah. while they figure out funding for future yeah. development. Yeah, so they, they, it sounds like we, we, there's two things that come out of this. One, they didn't budget correctly. Two feature creep and I mean some of that can be stopped if they had the right project manager yeah, on board. yeah. project some... management is a huge thing and especially with like a small indie team mm -hmm. if you're not having somebody making sure that everybody's on the right track everything else uh, you can you can easily end up with feature creep and going out of scope and out of budget mm -hmm. uh, you know people always say that you know like <clears throat> producers are, are talkers not doers that sort of thing well that's <laughs> that's a crock of a pot right there mm -hmm. crock, crock pot of stuff anyway <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say the full turn of phrase uh, uh, <laughs> PG-13 producers are extremely important uh -huh. to to making sure that the productions do go smoothly mm -hmm. and things are scoped correctly yeah so uh, Night Dev Studios did come out and say we're on hiatus that mm -hmm. we're going to reassess their goals and make sure that they actually get it out they're not stopping it they're just saying we're gonna reevaluate ourselves yes yeah. they, they had a video demo up of, of some of the progress they had i think back when the kickstarter was up mm -hmm. and they were going for for like decently high production value mm -hmm. in their game so i could easily see that getting overscoped mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the other thing that came out is that california is in danger of losing their lead hmm in the game development market. Oh. <clears throat> there's. I'd say they've already lost it in favor of Canada. Yeah, so there are four states in this, the four states, I was about to say four states in the United States, what else would you call it? Four states that are uh, starting to gain the lead, Texas being one of them, Washington, New York, and Massachusetts. Uh, we yeah. know Texas because Austin yeah, and Dallas. Austin and Dallas, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I think some in Houston as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. um, Right. And I imagine uh, Washington is mostly Seattle, that area. Mm -hmm. What were the other two? Uh, Massachusetts and New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's New a York. Lot of I'm kind of surprised on though. Massachusetts is what surprises me. What, uh, <laughs> maybe Boston? Yeah, Boston's got a pretty mm -hmm. pretty good. I say New York mostly area. because it's a high price of living. 
mm, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the same problem that California has. Um, I know, uh, is, is it, no, it's not. I think Vicarious Visions is a, a, up in New York, but not mm-hmm. in, like, the city proper, outside mm-hmm. the city area. Mm-hmm. Or, or Manhattan, that is. Okay. <clears throat> outside mm-hmm. of there, I think cost of living isn't, isn't as crazy as it is in California okay. or, or in Manhattan proper, but I, I don't know that that much as, as far as mm-hmm. that goes. Something to look into. Yeah. But, yeah, so they're losing their lead, and uh, experts say that if California wants to retain their lead, they should uh, offer more tax incentives, which we here in in Texas do. We mm. have a couple of tax incentives. Uh, what's that one? The the incentive packet that's used, that people can use. Last I heard, uh, Texas, or at least Dallas, had kind of dropped some of those incentives. Mm-mm. But it's been a while since I looked into it. Yeah. Uh, I'll have so, to remember. I know. that opinion with a grain of salt. <laughs> <clears throat> There's a member that we have that's super into the political scene on that front. Mm-hmm. I'll have to I'll have to invite him because he has some really good information I think a lot of us could use. Uh, so they offer, They said te- California needs to offer in tax, tax incentives um, that are targeted towards software and video games and that they should also offer education to career opportunities to guide people into industry roles. So... A lot of what I'm getting out of that is they don't have too many schools that specialize in game development or their talent pool is steadily shrinking because people are like that there's always some studio being shut down and there's a mass exodus of just talent going to, to other places that are cheaper to live and have a better better start or even will start yeah. their own indie <clears throat> studios. Well, you know, every time a, a studio falls, like four more crop up. Right. Mm. That, that's been happening for as long as game dev's been around. We had the old, the whole arcade crash back in what was it, the uh, late '80s, mm-hmm. and then with console development that, that started rising back up. So I don't, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But uh, some of our members brought the Super NT. Super NT. Oh, Super. is that the the Super Nintendo thing that like? Let's you use the cartridges for your NES, your SNES, and a bunch of other yes. older consoles. That's cool. Yes. They brought that up. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Re- uh, re-imaging a previous, of uh, perhaps the greatest video game system of all time engineered with the FPGA. I have no idea what that yeah, means. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to worry about all that. <laughs> Zero lag. Total accuracy. The Super NT is not a plug-and-play toy. It is the definitive definitive way to explore Nintendo's 16-bit era. <laughs> so the guys were super excited about that. At least the Thursday group was super yeah, excited yeah. about that. I don't know. I'm still I'm still excited about the SNES Classic. I use uh, that thing all the time. So the biggest topic, and this has been something that we have talked. I haven't brought it up on the podcast because it's a huge topic. Uh, is violence in video games? In oh yeah, Hollywood. that's coming back into the political yes, sphere, isn't it? Yes, since the what, the Parkland shooting was it Parkland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Florida shooting. So uh, a lot of people are once again blaming video games and Hollywood for the cost of it. So you roll your eyes there. And and Hollywood or and, in Hollywood? And Hollywood. Yes, and Hollywood. Um, so <laughs> it was a huge debate both in Thursday and Friday. We saved it for the very end, um, and it it was the arguments were across the scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, a lot of people were placing blame on other groups, saying it's not just video games; it's parents' responsibility, it's schools' responsibilities, it's yada yada yadas. Other everybody else but 
but my responsibility. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's always how it goes, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's always how it is with the political sphere. It's <clears throat> pass the buck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, some of our members have said that we should stop referring to mental health and start referring to mental wellness. Uh, a lot of times when these things happen, it turns, uh, it furthers that stigma of mental mm-hmm mental wellness yeah <laughs> so that that was some of the stuff that came out of that that conversation it, it's a large topic large topic we had last week too we talked about the guy who drove and tried to kill the youtubers i didn't hear about that oh yeah so there was a guy who became obsessed with the woman okay and drove 11 hours to find him because he wanted to kill the guy so he could get with the girl um, the ga- the title of that particular article was Gamer Tries to Kill YouTubers. Oh, and when God. you read through the article, it all, it says, uh, not a laughing matter, but it says uh, he had a Xbox, a computer, and immediately I was like, oh, it's just because he had the Xbox. Yeah, that just because somebody him owns yeah. these things. Suddenly that, that's the reason that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say that that they're doing crazy things because that's not appropriate but uh yeah well it, I, don't, I don't know the right way to phrase that it just sounded like a bunch of finger pointing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of finger pointing and then uh i didn't finish watching this one um it was a youtube video that one of our members posted on war he posted about skills allowing players to whether or not games had to create a mode so that everybody can play a game mm. Uh, accessibility. Basically. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Accessibility. <clears throat> um, there was, if you remember, when uh, what's that game with the cups, Cupheads? Cuphead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. The, the Cuphead. You, you um, nailed it. I uh, got it. Uh, cu- I was also thinking of Mugman. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so Cuphead, when Cuphead came out, there was a lot of people that were super angry about it. Just that, because it was too difficult. Yeah, yeah, it was too hard. And they were saying that easy mode should have been there. Well, there is an easy mode, but you can't really progress through the game. And it says that anyways. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, you can fight any of the bosses or any of the levels on an easy mode, but it doesn't actually complete the level when mm-hmm. you do it. You'll get the coins and things from it so that you can buy better, uh, you know, better weapons and mm-hmm. all that in the game. Uh, but you still have to beat it on at least normal to progress. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, there was a, there's been the video that he posted. I watched a little bit of it, and the guy in the video was saying, "I'm kind of torn between this subject because on one hand you want people to play your game, and on the other hand you want to you want them to experience the game as you intended." Yeah. Right. And so sticking in that mode just for people who don't really want the heart and just want to experience somewhat of the story, it's a toss-up. Yeah, and it's very interesting because Cuphead is a unique case where it garnered a lot of attention mm-hmm. uh, just for its, its visual mm-hmm. uh, you know, visual animation quality and, and that old style. Uh, they did an amazing job there. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, something about the, the difficulty of it inspired so many YouTubers to be, you know, <clears throat> playing uh, playing these games on YouTube. There was that one guy that was stuck in the tutorial. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that was a, a journalist at like E3 or one of those, and he was he was in the tutorial and uh, spent like a minute and a half trying to do a double jump. It mm-hmm. was it was very silly, but 
I think that's just taken entirely out of context. Mm-hmm. He was probably talking with somebody as he was playing. So that was one of my arguments when it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to like YouTube. A lot of people get angry at YouTubers because they will oh, miss something. Oh, because they're bad at games. And yeah, stuff like they'll that, say yeah. they're bad at games. Aaron's bad at video games. Yeah, but at the same time, they're trying to entertain you, so their brain is split. Yes, I did. Yeah. Tw- I, have you done Twitch streaming? A uh, little bit, but more, more for animating than I okay. have for games. I, I tried to be a tri- Twitch streamer. It didn't go very well, but I tried. And that was one of the hardest things to do. And then I tried to do it as a writer, and that's just as bo- that's just boring. And, <laughs> but your brain is just split. You're trying to entertain, but at the same time focus. So you'll overlook like something yeah, simple. Yeah. And that that's my biggest argument. You can't really get angry at these people unless they go go out and like seriously say I'm the greatest person at this game then <laughs> then I might be like yeah oh, if, they're, if they're being egotistical about their skills and then they you know they mess up mm-hmm. then it's like mm-hmm. maybe you should uh, you know reevaluate your your phrases there I, I think a, a good example of, the, of that kind of situation is um, you know I'll play some PUBG with some friends because mm-hmm. I don't really have that much time for, for games anymore so when mm-hmm. I do play I'll, I'll join up in a multiplayer game uh you know, and I'll be I'll be doing all right, but then and my friend he's uh he's just really good at first person games uh, mm-hmm. or or any sort of shooter. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's one of those guys who can just like whoop, spin the mouse and, and get a guy right in the mm-hmm. head. Uh, but he'll miss things all the time, so I'll usually die first, and then I'm watching his view and spectating for him, and he'll miss people off in the distance. I'm like, dude, there's this guy like thirty degrees to your left, and over there he's like, oh dang, I didn't I didn't see him. So you, you get this tunnel vision mm-hmm. when you're playing games that lets you focus much uh, you know so much on what you're doing, mm-hmm. but then the moment that you're splitting that attention, you're missing everything else that's going on around mm-hmm. you in the game. Yeah. <clears throat> so somebody who's who's skilled at entertaining and playing games, that's that's uh, an amazing combo to be able to do that. Yeah. Some of those Twitch streamers are so impressive, yet somehow can do the streaming and entertaining at the same time. It's, yeah. Teach me your ways. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do it? And the, you mentioned like tunnel vision. Uh, yeah, yeah. W- remember we were talking a couple podcasts ago about uh, Monster Hunter. Yes. And you were saying, well, I really wish that they made, if my sword was yellow in the top, I wish there was something on, on my character that also mimicked that. Mm-hmm. I think a large part of the reason why they don't do that sort of stuff is information overload. Which can happen, and that's oh, yeah. where the tunnel yeah. vision happens. If you have so much crap being thrown at you at one go, you're fighting this monster that can tear you to pieces, and then you're also trying to focus on your health and your sword, and you're hoping, if you're using arrows, you're hoping you've got the right concoction on right, there. Right, right. Well, that's why I feel like putting all of the UI stuff on the edges uh, means that all that all that stuff is outside my, my tunnel vision when I'm in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about it. So when games use their their systems on your character to show what they're doing, I really appreciate that because I can keep track of what my health is or or you know how sharp my blade is while I'm in the middle of a fight. Mm-hmm. So I can realize, oh, you know, like I got I got to sharpen my blade. Mhm. Mhm. <clears throat> without having to, you know, divert your attention to right. to your menus on the side. Right. Okay. But I don't know. It's a different design philosophy. <laughs> right. I uh, got. I swear. I keep talking about this one talk that I saw that does a great. That just talked about uh, heads up displays mm-hmm. and how game, video games use it. I gotta contact the person and be like, "Can I please get the video of your <laughs> talk so I can show this to everybody?" Where was that at? It was. Uh, I went. I sometimes will branch out and go check out 
other stuff, and it was a data visualization talk. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. It was really good. It was talking, it was a lot of talk about how video games use it and how the real world can sort of use it. So there's like mixtures of AR, and they had like this awesome four square thing. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the words because I'll butcher them. But it, they had like, if it was in game, if it was on your character, this is what it looks like. If it's something else, this is what it, what you would call it. So mm -hmm. it was really interesting. I will hound the dude. I have him on <laughs> on LinkedIn. I'm going to okay, hound the I dude because it. this is, it's awesome. It would actually do a lot because I know we have a lot of indie devs that we talk to, and I think that would really help him out. Well, speaking of uh, of heads up displays, mm -hmm. did you see the new Google Glass or or uh, actually it's not Google making it, it's Intel I think, like the wearable heads up display, like glasses that don't look goofy. Oh yes. Yeah, and they yes. what they do is they've got little uh, little low power lasers uh, drawing you know the images uh, from the sides of the glasses, and then they use a particular type of glass that reflects one direction. Hmm. <clears throat> they have to be made to your eyes and tuned to your eyes, but when, uh, when it's done, it, it actually, like, paints the image on your retina. It's ridiculous. Like, on your eye. Uh, so, are we getting close to Super Saiyan levels now? Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> it kind of, that's, I mean, from what I hear, <laughs> I haven't experienced it myself, but from what I hear, it's, it's kind of like that. But it's not, like, always directly in your line of sight. You actually have to look down to see it. Okay. Okay. So it's not in your way. It's unobtrusive. Uh, I'm really interested to, to see how uh, how we can gamify this stuff, right? Like, mm -hmm. AR mixed with, with that kind of heads-up display tech? Mm -hmm. I, I kind of oh, see man. it like the Pit-Boy. Yeah. Remember okay. when yeah. Fallout 4 came out, they mm -hmm. had the app that was on your phone that you could use. So instead of having to bring up your Pit-Boy every time, you could just bring up your phone yeah, and just see what was going on there. I see. I see something like that being used. That would be really cool. Uh, or imagine if we could get to that point with VR, where you're not putting on this huge headset. Mm. You're having all of the images just painted onto your retinas right there. But then, would it be VR? That VR. Well, is... sure. If it's putting you in a new space. I don't know. Like if it's completely changing would, your vision. I would. I would put that more as AR. Yeah, fair enough. Fair I would enough. put that more as AR. Of Either course, way, imagine. How cool that could be that without the huge wires and the huge headset and all that. Mm -hmm. Though the price would probably be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the headsets are just now starting to come down towards console levels. If you exclude Samsung, 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 Samsung's uh, Gear. Yeah, the Gear VR. Yeah, which is like, what, 15 to 30 bucks? I'm not sure. It's, it's yeah. their phone one, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the one where you put the phone in. It, uh, excluding that one... The others are now reaching about 500 400 which is about the price of a console. So Yeah, but that's on top of the equipment to run it, right? Well, I mean, so if you were if you were to go out and to try to do of... PSVR, you'd need to drop like, well, if you went with the base level PlayStation, mm -hmm. you could probably get one for like 200 250 mm -hmm. and then the PSVR is like 350 400 So you're looking at like 6 to $700 right off the bat for the PSVR. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do the high end, well, you need a powerful rig to run it, computer, mm -hmm. <clears throat> with a powerful graphics card, mm -hmm. and you know the prices of those have shot up thanks to cryptocurrency. Uh, yep. Yeah, thanks. <clears throat> yeah, Navita. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an avid computer builder. Navita? Uh, Nevada? Nevada? What, what it, what's the company called? I have no idea. I can never pronounce it. NVIDIA? Name. NVIDIA, thank oh, you. Oh, it's not their fault. <laughs> it's not, but NVIDIA has come out and said, like, it has asked retailers oh, to, yeah, to yeah. fix that. And That's the retailers just a PR are just, move. They can't yeah. actually do anything to enforce that. That's true. That's true. They, they still say gamers are still our first because 
there's no telling how well. Yeah, yeah. How well I mean, stuff. they've been definitely selling buttloads. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. With the cryptocurrency boom. But mm. <clears throat> anyway, where was I going with that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, the, so the price to go on the high end of VR mm-hmm. is, is probably looking more like, uh, especially with the controllers and the headset and everything, is looking more like 1600 for like a good setup. <clears throat> now, I'm, I, uh, I already build computers because, uh-huh. I, you know, I work in game dev and I enjoy the high-end level of games. I'm mm-hmm. not a frame rate guy. I'm a, I want it to look as pretty as possible kind mm. of guy. But, uh, so I've already, like, built a water cool rig and all that stuff. So tacking on a headset was the outside expense that I wasn't used to at the time. Mm. Okay. And the price point is just really high. And I feel like it's not there yet. Mm-hmm. We yeah, the prices are coming down on the headsets and the equipment, but they're also about to release second generation headsets. You are correct. And those prices are going to go back up, for the, or if not higher, for those and second gen headsets. There are companies that are starting to jump into it, mm-hmm. like Microsoft's mixed reality mm-hmm. headsets that are coming out. So, yeah. Though actually, uh, at the IGDA winter party, we had uh, I actually I brought my Oculus and and it's set up. Um, and somebody brought, I think it was Ray, he brought uh, the Microsoft headset that's much cheaper, like half the price, but mm. has the controllers and everything. Okay. The build quality feel, feels a little less, but the experience was pretty pretty up there. And okay. for the price point, I was like, this is, this is a pretty good alternative. Okay. So I'm excited to see what other companies do in that space. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think we'll see that take off if there's actually a good mm-hmm. first title mm-hmm. VR game that's made on it yeah i think that but there's so much that's got to be it's be the, the, the equipment is the biggest problem i think the biggest barrier to entry i agree but i also think it comes down to the in-game experience as well if you t- yeah. listen to a lot of people sometimes they just get motion sickness and they're just standing still right. so that the biggest problem like that i see in in all the games that that people are making if you if People are trying to make traditional games, or developers are trying to make more traditional style games, but using VR. So, mm-hmm. like, third-person characters walking around, first-person walking around, all that stuff. And the biggest problem is when the camera moves, but you yourself are not moving, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <clears throat> so if you're translating in space, and you yourself are standing still, you get that inner ear disconnect. Mm-hmm. Equilibrium. Do- yeah, yeah, the equilibrium is off between what you're doing, or what your vision's seeing, and what your, your inner ear is detecting. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's a hard problem to solve, and most companies have solved this with, like, a teleport mechanic or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm personally not a fan. I find that just as disorienting as the motion sickness. Okay. But <clears throat> it's it's definitely... We need to, to try some new ways to approach these challenges, and I don't think a lot of developers have really pushed that space yet. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. I can see that. Well, we've got... We've got to get out of here soon. So <laughs> let's bring it all to a close. If sure. you want to join our caffeinated fuel arguments, you can join <laughs> us uh, Thursdays and Fridays. We have a club. We have on Thursday, we meet at the City Line Whole Foods in Plano. For Friday, we meet here at Nirvana. And we're at, each club starts at 8 a.m. Because right, we push the Thursday back. We pushed it way back, which oh, yeah. now we're starting to see more people show up. So that says something. What was it before? Seven? It was seven thirty. We pushed it forward because there were a couple people that said they couldn't make it to the club on yeah. time because <clears throat> they started work at nine. But those same people stopped showing up. So that's also why we created the recap because we know that there are members that want to attend but can't always make it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they don't want to miss out on it. So if you want us to 
cover a topic that you're interested in and want to hear what the opinions of the club is, join the Discord, join our Facebook, drop the article in there, and we'll bring it up during either the recap or during the meetings. Uh, I'm not sure if the pub is happening Tuesday. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to catch up with David and, yeah, and see we'll what the plan is there. Just Keep an eye on the VGOCC Facebook page. You got it. You got it. First try. It was slow, slow. Uh, keep an eye on that. We usually drop, uh, if we're saying what's going on, we'll normally post it there first before we post it on the Discord. All right, guys. I'm Rebecca Easton. Uh, you can find me at mydyslexicworld. Uh, my, my website's not working right now. So mydyslexicworld. Dyslexic is spelled wrong. It's D-E-S. And... And I'm Michael Sewell, and you can find me on Twitter at Sewell Softworks. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Nirvana, again for providing this free space for us to use. If you're interested in it, please stop by, talk with the people downstairs, get a slot. Uh, they have a website, right, that you can sign up on? I have no idea. We'll, f- we'll find out. We'll find out, like we we'll always do. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, they also have streaming rigs, so if you're a Twitch streamer and you can't stream at home because your internet sucks, you can come here and do it. do it as well. All right, guys, we'll see you Thursday, Friday. Have a great day. Bye, guys. So do we want to make the name thing a real contest? I agree. <laughs> yes. We all should. Right, right. <laughs> we should. I'll bring it up with everybody else. Public service announcement. We're uh, <laughs> we're gonna make the naming contest an actual thing. I'm we'll not, figure out the prize later on. I'm but, not joking. Uh, I will put down fifty. We'll, we'll I'll put down something too. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we're we're gonna make it so that uh, you know, anybody can submit names and we'll find a winner. We'll probably have to pick some judges too. But yeah, we'll get all that figured out and post it on the uh, on the website. Bye guys. Bye bye.